the I Make a Difference podcast, an adventure of exploration of your human self, the conditioned and unhealed parts of you, and your true self, the natural, real and powerful you, a pathway where you unravel, heal and uncover on your journey back to you. In four days' time, it will have been one year since my father passed. So I dedicate today's episode to my dad and to all the people who have lost their dads, where maybe they didn't have a relationship with their father, or they had a painful relationship with their father, or they only had a short period of time with their father. And also in considering all the people that have experienced and maybe even now are experiencing grief. I'm your host, Melinda Cates, and it is really, truly beautiful to have you join me today. Because grief and the sadness, the pain and the loss that we go through There are beautiful processes that we experience that prompt us to be able to grow and evolve in ways that other emotions don't support us at the depths that grief does. Grief is the most powerful emotion we can experience because it sits beneath and encompasses every other emotion that we process. So when you experience grief, you don't just have it in isolation on its own. You will experience the hurt, the pain, the anger, and potentially even rejection and abandonment and guilt and shame. You will have future and past what-ifs come up. You will have self-talk that will take you through scenarios over and over again. But the biggest thing you feel is that loss. Because grief is about the loss of. And it's about the loss of people in your life. And they don't have to have passed for you to feel grief. They may just have left your life and moved on. They can even still be in your life and you can still experience grief. They're also about the precious beings the animals, the birds, those beings that are so close and important to you that are like your babies anyway. And grief can also be about the loss of positions, roles, and various other aspects that leads into more about the grief that we have around our own lives personally rather than the grief we experience around other people. But the beauty of grief is that it prompts us to surrender internally to a greater depth of emotion, into the abyss of all emotions. And yes, it's powerful, it's overwhelming, it can be filled with despair, but it also has gentle waves of pain and memories. And there's no other emotion that takes us to that depth And by going to that depth, 
It enables us to be able to explore parts of ourselves we normally keep ourselves protected from. That we normally keep it at an arm's length because we don't want to feel it and we don't want to look at it. Grief can be so sudden that that protection and that distance that we keep from those emotions is taken away. Our ability to control it is removed in the suddenness. It also prompts you to slow down and reflect. When you're caught up in the busyness of life, you may not spend time pondering on what was, what wasn't, what could have been, what you have lost, and what you believe you have lost. Grief pauses us to acknowledge our journey up to that point with the person that we're grieving for. It prompts us to explore what we truly feel about that person or being. To really identify what it is we've lost and why we feel this way. Because often we don't take time to reflect on that either. It gives us an opportunity to appreciate and value what we did have for us to see it for what it was rather than what it was not. It prompts us to reevaluate our current relationships. It encourages us to look at what is important to us and what's not important to us and who is important to us. And in grief, we connect to others that we may not have connected to for some time. And we connect at a deeper, more emotional level because there's a common connection. And we have an opportunity in that connection to share our vulnerability and a time to rejoice and celebrate in the experiences of joy and fun and laughter and in the experiences of pain that we've been through together. But do we really fully stop and really consciously look at grief through these eyes? Or are we so immersed in the pain of it and the loss? We don't stop and look at the incredible gifts that grief bestows on us. Because there's so many opportunities in amongst this to be able to look at what we could have done differently, that we can from now on do differently. To look at the lessons and the learnings and the process for us and to be able to apply those so that from this moment forward we can do things differently. Or we can continue to embrace the beautiful and amazing things that we have experienced with that person and being. And so that we have more of it in our life. And the more we can value and appreciate what has been, the more it brings it to our awareness to be open to, receptive to, and embrace it in our life moving forward. You see, the key with grief is being able to recognize what is the key process that your focus is on 
with regards to the grief and the loss of this person and being. Because when you can recognise that, you will be guided as to what steps and approach to take to work through your grief. Because there are some key main focuses to grief. Grief is just not about the loss of. When it comes to the loss of a person or being or even an object that is really important to you, you grieve for the loss of the amazing attributes and aspects of that person that, or being that they shared with you, that you received from them and by them not being in your life anymore then there's part of us that believes we're not going to experience those attributes or aspects anymore. But you can. Because if you've already received them, then why can't you have more of that? We grieve for the magical and joyful and beautiful experiences we did have with that person or being or object. And because they're no longer around, We're not going to have those experiences anymore. But it's not that we won't have those experiences again. It's just that we won't have them with that person or that being. But we deserve to continue to have more magical experiences with different people and to have an abundance of them. We also grieve for the loss of the experiences that we had the opportunity to have with that person or being, but we didn't take it up at the time. And in that processing, we have an opportunity to recognise that and to commit to making sure that from here on in, any opportunities that are there for us, that we say yes to them and that we take them up and embrace them so that there are none of those regrets and those missed opportunities. Yet again, they'll just be with different people and different beings. Then we grieve for the loss of the experiences we were meant to have with them, but we never got to have with them. And sometimes our grief can keep us so focused on those experiences having to have been with a particular person or being, that we're not aware and not open and receptive to having those experiences with different beings. With each step, there is a different focus, a different process, and you can even have a combination of these processes operating within your grief. On October the 10th, 2020, I got a text at three o'clock in the morning to say my dad had passed. Interesting way to receive notification that your father had died, but that was how it was meant to be, or otherwise it would have been different. And I had always been really curious as to how I was going to respond to the news that my father had passed. And the reason I say that is because I've only seen my father once since I was 18 years old. And that was quite a while ago. 
We did have some communication um, in the early 2000s, but old patterns of interaction and emotional, emotional dynamics kept happening that I then withdrew from that interaction with him. He lived in another part of the world and essentially has not been a part of my life since I was 18. Him and I had a very volatile and very aggressive relationship during my teenage years. And the last words he said to me when I was 18 was via the lady he was with at the time. She relayed to me that my father was no longer my father and that if I wanted to contact him, I had to contact him through a lawyer. So you probably got a feel of what our relationship was like. In my 20s, I spent a couple of years grieving over my father. I had so much anger and hurt around the rejection and abandonment that I've experienced from him, that I was consumed by it. It was like an emotional venom that ran through my veins and my being. And in this grief process, what I was grieving for was the experiences I was meant to have had with him as a father and daughter that I never got to have with him. I worked so consciously to be able to release that emotion and that grief from me so that it did not have a hold on me for the rest of my life because I had no idea whether I would see him again or not. And when I did see him, the one and only time after that, there was a denial in him around our relationship that meant that there was no way we were going to connect at a level that would help heal him and I in our interactions. But it didn't stop me healing me in relation to my emotions towards my father. In the last six years, I've had a great level of peace around my dad. A level of peace and acceptance that he was my father for the period of time that he was meant to be. And he gave me such beautiful and incredible gifts, albeit painful, destructive, angry, and really sad gifts. But those experiences with him and the impacts of those experiences with him were what was the driver for me to be able to dive into me, to deal with all of that conditioning and that emotion and to discover so many aspects of me and reconnect to who I truly am. In a really weird way, my dad was an incredible gift. So I was really at a level of peace over him. And I say at a level because I wouldn't know for sure until he'd passed. Because that was going to be the test for me as to whether there was any more healing I needed to do. So this text coming in at three o'clock in the morning, which I didn't receive till seven, it caught my breath. It stopped me for a moment. And yes, tears did come forward. Tears 
initially around the sadness of not the loss of time with him over you know the latter years but the sadness of the loss of the potential of our relationship when we were living in the same space together there is also sadness around the loss of his potential and how he never fully expressed it but the grief was a very gentle process like an honoring of the what could have been i went to work that day and i let the two ladies i was working with who i'd only known a short period of time i let them know where i was at because we were working with a lot of people in delivering training and so that they could stay focused on what they needed to do and not be sensing and picking up off me something that was happening and for that not to be clearly explained and known and during the day I just felt gentle waves of emotion come through me no memories just a missing a missing feeling something that I'd never experienced around my dad before because I had been consumed with so much anger over him and so much desperation around being rejected and abandoned that this missing was like a feeling of a child whose parents have gone away and they're wondering how they are and just wish they could connect with them. On the way home on my hour's drive, I actually felt nothing. I had no thoughts. And I was quite surprised because I suppose I must have had an expectation I would be experiencing more than what I was. And I just kept observing my process the whole time. That night I experienced something that I have never fully experienced in the way I did that evening. And that was the whole of my drive home. I had this incredible sunshine and sunlight that was guiding me every step of the way. It was a glorious evening and the colours were sensational. And as I came near to our place and close to the water, a song came on the radio. It's the song, Beneath You're Beautiful. And for me, that song is all about you showing your vulnerability. And when the words, you built your wall up so high came on, my emotions came to the surface and flooded. I cried and I cried and I cried. And what I saw was me as a little girl just grabbing my father's trouser legs and asking him, why did you not love me? Why did you not love me? And I reached out in what I was seeing and I hugged that little girl, that part of me. 
And as I did so, I turned and I looked at the sun and I'd reached a point where the sun was directly opposite me and was just reaching the water in the distance. And I've driven past this point for so many years and had never, ever, ever seen the sun set like that in that particular part of my drive. And I pulled over and I knew it was my dad. I got to see that my dad had been guiding me home and with me the whole way with the sunshine and the sun. And that my dad was responding to me at that point in time by saying he was there and that he was shining light on me. So when I reached home, I felt this level of resolve. I felt this peacefulness that I had released the remaining emotion, questions and residue processing attached to the volatile part of my relationship with my father. When I woke up the next morning, I heard his tone of voice and his words in my head. Good morning, sunshine. And I cried and cried and smiled. And I smiled and cried tears of joy and happiness because I had now stepped over into the side of the grieving process where I was beginning to experience the, the loss of the experiences I had with my dad that were loving, that were joyful and that were magical. I had forgotten my whole life until that moment that my dad used to call me sunshine and how fitting and how appropriate that I had experienced what I did the night before and suddenly it all made sense and then I had someone that day say to me you've got such a beautiful smile and I heard my dad's words again in my head and his tone of voice hey smiley, hey smiler that's what he also used to call me. And slowly but surely, memory after memory after memory started coming to my mind of the beautiful experiences I had with my dad in the first 10 to 11 years of my life. And I got to see that my relationship with him was not just the years of pain that I went through with him, but that he was a dad, that there were magical connections. And even if they were only for that period of time, I got to experience them with my dad and my father. In his passing, I got to reclaim a part of my life that I'd forgotten about. I got to reclaim experiences that were precious and valuable for my self-worth. Then I had a family member a couple of weeks afterwards contact me out of the blue that I hadn't been in touch with for many years. And they had in recent times spoken to my father 
And what they shared with me was totally unprompted by me. But they shared that my father spent a lot of time talking about me to them, sharing how proud he was and how much he loved me and him remembering the wonderful experiences we had together when I was little. This process that unfolded in this grief was like nothing I've experienced before as far as grief goes. And I got to see the beauty of the process, the magic of the process, and how grief is not just about loss. It's about reclaiming aspects of yourself. It's about peacefulness and acceptance. And it simply does come down to love. Who would have thought that my father would be the person that would in his passing, gift me some of the most beautiful experiences. Value grief and identify the focus of it for you because it is an opportunity for your healing, for your involvement. You have a chance to heal what you did experience that was painful. You have a chance to reclaim and own and value what you did have that maybe you couldn't see before because it was clouded by the pain. And you also have a chance to value and appreciate the gifts you did receive and the connection and the interactions you did have and what they meant to you and gave to you. Grief is an incredibly painful, powerful, but joyous, and magical experience.